You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, it's Bernadette Jansen back with She Renovates podcast. And today we've got episode two of the mini series, 14 Days to a New Bathroom. So today's episode is about planning. Well, it's one of the steps in the planning. And most people who renovate their bathroom do it because it's inadequate or it's dysfunctional and dated. So in terms of the planning, your first priority should be to address the problems. So I'm going to be talking about a few of the common problems in bathrooms that you need to make sure that you've got covered before you start thinking about finishes, tiles, all the beautiful things that we love to drool over. And so the first thing I want to talk about is size. So as I mentioned in the first episode, we have big expectations of our bathrooms. So along with big expectations, we need to have the space to be able to do the things we want to do in it. So size really does matter. So if your bathroom is too small, then you want to look for ways to increase the size. And just going over a couple of sort of tricks for increasing your size of your bathroom without it costing your fortune. Now in the old 50s and 60s floor plans, often the bathroom, the toilet was a separate room right next to the bathroom. So you would have a little area of hallway outside the toilet, go straight ahead to the toilet and turn right or left to go into the bathroom. In renovating a modern bathroom, Often that's an opportunity to increase the size of your bathroom just by taking your toilet into the bathroom. So by removing the wall that between the toilet and the bathroom and also by taking in that area, that small sort of entranceway in front of the toilet from which the bathroom opens onto, that you can add more size to the bathroom and increase the functionality. Of course, yes, now the the toilet is in the bathroom, so from some viewpoints that might be a step back but it is definitely the way that modern bathrooms go and can certainly help you to have a bigger more luxurious bathroom. So the next thing place to look would be you know if there's any space adjacent the room like you might have wardrobes backing onto bathrooms often the wardrobe would jut into the bathroom and on the other side sorry and so that you would have like an L with the on the bathroom side you'd have the bath and on the bedroom side you'd have the wardrobe so sometimes you can encroach into that wardrobe and take some space back from it into the bathroom and a little bit of space can make a big difference so another usually cost effective particularly in timber frame houses if you're talking double brick then you know there's some issues to deal with there but if it's a timber frame and especially if it's not load bearing that can be quite a inexpensive way to add some space into your bathroom the other thing that you can do if you've got a large window in the bathroom is maybe push the wall out to the eaves line so that you've sort of basically create a sort of a window box so where the window is you push it all out put a ceiling on it at the top of the window and sometimes that's quite a good way of getting a bath into a bathroom without going through the whole big addition scenario 
And then of course the other way is if you're planning to do a reshuffle on your floor plan you might just move the bathroom completely into another room. And sometimes a good opportunity in old properties is to rework the dining room because these days we don't tend to use a traditional dining room and that's an opportunity for repurposing. So if you can't make the bathroom bigger, then maybe you can look at taking something out. And of course, the obvious thing would be to put the shower over the bath so that, you know, you don't have to make room for both those items in the bathroom. You're combining them. Um, it's obviously it's not ideal, but it's preferable to having an overcrowded bathroom. And in some homes, you don't want to go without the bath. That does depend a bit on your on the demographic. So that way you can have both, but without crowding the bathroom. Then also using some design tricks to make it look bigger. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to have the joint between the wall and the floor visible as much as possible. Because if you can see the full expanse of the floor, then it just does make the room look bigger. So things like if the toilet and the vanity are wall hung, that will help to make the room look bigger. Not going for really big bulky furniture and sanitary wear in the bathroom, keeping it all quite compact. In wall toilet systems, if you've got a stud wall, if you've got timber frame walls, you can put the toilet system in the wall and that will save you about 200 millimeters of depth in your toilet. And also using glass like frameless glass with your shower. If you have a walk-in um, shower with frameless glass, that'll instantly make your bathroom look bigger. Now, when you're planning your bathroom, it's important to know that with the bathroom is not considered a habitable room according to the National Construction Code. And so what that means is that the ceiling can be as low as 2.2 metres. And it also means that it doesn't have to have an openable window. So it doesn't have to be on an external wall. So the bathroom can be completely landlocked. But in saying that, a really common problem in old bathrooms is mould. And the last thing that you want is dirty black mould marching up across all your new walls and ceilings. So making sure that you do have adequate ventilation is the secret. And you can do that if you don't have openable windows. Well, it's usually not sufficient to have open, openable windows because particularly in the cooler months, people tend not to open the windows. So it still doesn't get enough ventilation. So you want to think about whether you're going to use one of those light heater and fan combinations or whether you use an exhaust fan to take out the steam and the humidity out of the room when the shower and the bath are being used. If your bathroom is landlocked, you'll want to think about how you can duct the exhaust fan out to the exterior so that those fumes can get away. And the other thing to do, particularly if your property is a rental, is to wire the exhaust fan into the lighting circuit so that using the fan is non-negotiable. Natural so, light is another great thing to have in your bathroom. And so if you, once again, if you don't have a window that's providing adequate natural light, you might want to consider putting in a skylight. Even a solar tube will make a massive difference to the natural light in the room and that also helps to keep the mould under control. Next thing to talk about is approvals. Now if you don't change the layout or the plumbing configuration you won't need council approval. However if you move walls or the plumbing you'll probably need approval either through council or a private certifier. 
best thing to do if you're planning to renovate your bathroom is actually go down to council and talk to one of the planners about what you're planning to do and if you're renovating in strata units and apartments that's a different story because you've got another layer of bureaucracy to deal with technically your ownership ends at the paint line and the owners corporation owns the walls so any work that impacts the common property as in the walls requires owners corporation approval because of the waterproofing issues in apartments a bathroom is considered a major renovation so and as well as that owners corporations often take the opportunity to hand the responsibility for the waterproofing over to you by requiring a bylaw for you to renovate your bathroom so up until you touch your bathroom then the owners corporation will be responsible for the waterproofing provided that it's the original waterproofing membrane you haven't changed that but the minute you decide to renovate your bathroom and take the tiles off it, it will disturb the waterproofing membrane and most times the owners corporation will hand the responsibility over to you they will require you to have a bylaw made up and the other thing is if you're renovating in apartments you want to find out what the application process is for getting approval sometimes they'll require you to have your quotes uh, ready the bylaw made up ready to go and you'll also want to find out the length of time the approval process takes because it can slow you down so you don't want to start pulling things apart and then realize it's going to take you three or four months to get the approval to renovate your bathroom and the last thing i want to talk about in this episode is making alternate arrangements for for your bathroom so if, if you've only got one bathroom in the house and you're going to knock it out for two or three weeks you need to have an alternative set up so what's that going to be because day one the water is terminated and you're not able to use that bathroom again until the very last day of the renovation when the second fix is complete and then the bathroom becomes operational again so what could that be you know some people go to the gym to use the bathroom some have a second bathroom so and stage it so do one bathroom and then the other one so just think about what you can do to use as an alternate bathroom your action step is to actually think about those three aspects of your planning in terms of your bathroom is it big enough is there an opportunity to enlarge it even just a little bit can make a big difference how are you going to deal with the moisture so what's your plan in terms of moisture do you need approvals and perhaps drop down to council and have a chat with the planner about what you want to do and that's the end of episode two. I will see you back here tomorrow for episode three in our mini series, 14 Days to a New Bathroom. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.